0: Thank you, Lord. Tonight's a a bit of a prophetic night in that I've invited a couple of people to share what um, the Lord has put on their heart. And um, before we do that, we're just going to take up tithes and offerings. And uh, somebody would like to. Um, send that bag around. Thank you, beautiful worshippers. What a awesome time of worship. Just wanted to let you guys know while uh while the offering bags are going around, we run a, a we're running a Kingdom Foundations School on Thursday the first, Friday the second, and Saturday the third of July. It's just at the beginning of school holidays there, and it runs from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And if you've ever struggled to get the foundations right in your Christian walk, um, if you've ever felt like um, you got so far, and there was a basic misunderstanding that you carried in your heart of who God is, how much He loves you, and how much He wants to establish the identity of Jesus in your heart. This foundation school is for you. And um, actually, it's for anybody because every time we put on one of the schools, the Holy Spirit turns up, and whatever we had planned ends up getting blown out of the water. <laughs> But it's good to have a plan, right? (laughs) And uh, some of it inevitably uh, ends up being taught and received. It's really an impartation of the Spirit's truth that we're after in that particular situation. So uh, we'll be opening um, bookings up for that. Um, Actually, if you've got that church centre app, it's already open, I think. Um, So that's all I wanted to let you know about. And so I've invited Rose and Renee and Anne Marie, and um, Sylvia's sent me something through that I'll, that I'll share at some point. But do one of you guys want to go first? Who wants to be first cab off the rank, coming and sharing what the Lord's been speaking to you over the last week or so? Somebody's got to step over the chicken line. <laughs> Thank you, (laughs) Rose.
1: The word from the Lord for us is unity. And I've been asking the Lord, when he says unity, what is, how does he see unity? You know, when we get, when we say clean hands, he has a different perspective. When we say clean heart, you know, our standards are that high, but his standards are so high. So when he said unity, I said, Lord, what does that, that look like? And for three days, I could all I could see a picture of the tent in the wilderness and the 12 tribes around the tent, how he grouped them by there were four groups and three in each group the, for the 12 tribes. And I said, what does that mean? Each tribe had two supporters, like there was a leader and two supporters and they complimented each other. They supported each other. They all had different giftings. Like us in the church, we have different giftings and each one of them had someone on his right hand. And we know Binyamin, son of my right hand, is the one I can count on. So each one had someone on their right hand to count on. They all had each other's back. They all protected each other. And when they moved, if somebody, well, there was flesh there, there was flesh now. We all have our human natures. It wasn't only the enemy and the obstacles that they were going through in the desert, it was, the tribal flesh, the whatever, and if one would step behind, there would be a gap. And these are the gaps that we have to be aware of. That's where the foxes come in, that's where the enemy. But as the others were aware of that gap, they moved in and the circle was tightened and it's the same for us you know when we go through when we are go we are going to our promised land we are on the way and there is so many obstacles on the way when we li- when i lift up my shield of faith it covers me only it covers my head it covers my front but as we stand together as we stand together and we lock our shields just as one We are covered from all sides. So that is unity when we all got each other's back. When we are all, when we know where we stand and there are no gaps. The arm, when, when, when people, when the armies go to war, each one has a function. You can, he cannot move or decide not to go to war today. He has to do something. Someone gets hurt when you're not standing in your own place. So that's what God wants from us to have each other's back and that is unity for him. Jesus did pray Lord that they will be one just like us. When we don't get our prayers answered instantly we're not happy. I wonder how long the son of God still have to wait for his prayer to be answered.
0: It's good to know when someone's got your back. Amen. Amen. Renee.
2: So with unity we need obedience. And we need humility. And we need to submit to those above us. To those that the Lord has put above us. He's been putting on my heart for many weeks, months. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And then I realised the other week, God was doing deep stuff in me and other people. And 1 Samuel fifteen twenty three, 23, for rebellion, is as a sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity and adultery. Like, it's that humility that we need. That we come under that we listen to our elders and those that the lord has placed above us because the lord has placed them in an authority if we can't submit then we can't have authority and the kingdom of god we need to come under those who are above us as pastor john says our roof to be their floor and if we don't submit like jesus did not say a word Did not say a word, the most right human being ever. Did not say a word, did not have his opinion, but he obeyed his father's will. His father's will that brings unity when we come under those who are older than us in the Lord, who have placed, the Lord has placed us in positions. If we can't obey the directive of those above us, then we can't stand in authority. Without unity, we can't. It's impossible to have unity if you cannot close your mouth. If we can't close our mouth to those above us, what I might submit to this because I like what you're telling me, but I don't like this one over here. And then I need to go and have my opinion to everybody. No, I just close my mouth. I buckle down. I pray and I thank the Lord that he's got my back. Because Pastor John is also... He's a, a to God. You're accountable to God and we're accountable to God as well. But you're accountable. We're all accountable. If we just do what the Lord tells us to do and those above us as we humble, as we humble and we don't stand there in pride and self-righteousness. It's Jesus. Be Jesus. Step in behind Jesus. Submit. Submit and come under those that are above us. In humility and love and grace and mercy then we can be united if we are not united in one in rebellious spirit when we've got that rebellion going on we can't be united without so when we were united within then we can be united with our brothers and our sisters and those above us in the Lord so come under those who are above us I can't believe I'm saying this the most rebellious person there was To come in and to love the word of humility. To sit there and to get uncomfortable. Be uncomfortable. There's no growth. There is no growth if we are comfortable. So come under and love those. Then we can be united. This body can kingdom culture and revival can and will come from this church. If you close your mouth, you buckle in and you do as you're told. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. I thank you.
0: (laughs) I'm going to step in here as one ex-rebel following another. (laughs) I want to tell you that what Renee was just sharing is one of the most pivotal things that you can learn about being part of the kingdom of God And uh, rebellion was my middle name. Nobody could tell me what to do. Isn't that right, (laughs) Mum? She's nodding there. Some of those grey hairs, entirely my doing. (laughs) But when I came into the kingdom, I realised that I'd come into a, a culture that was meant to be upside down. And that what I thought of as worthy achievements or accomplishments didn't really count that much in the kingdom. What God wanted from me was to serve people. And some of the people that I served, um, I either didn't want to serve and in a couple of cases didn't deserve to be served. But I did it anyway. And so... uh, I'm glad it's been recorded because I'm going to pinch the notes for Kingdom Foundation School. (laughs) Um, And then when you begin to learn that lesson and God entrusts you with leadership, then usually he gives you the responsibility for leading a whole bunch of people who are just like you used to be. And the test of grace then becomes, can I lead those people? Without crushing them and without um, reverting, without raising the old man from the dead and giving it to him. And uh, so <laughs> I love the flow of what's happening tonight. And um, I can say, as a pastor of this church, that. Um, I've observed what Renee is talking about in Renee, in increasing measure and I honour you for that. Because a lot of people come out of the world, into the kingdom, come into church and just want to give the pastor a hard time. (laughs) Sheep bite, sometimes it's wolf bite, (laughs) but anyway sometimes it's wolves dressed as sheep. No, we won't go down that road. Where where were we? Okay, so submission to authority and learning a kingdom culture. Having each other's backs. And uh, there's a lot to be said in that area. Um, Anne-Marie, I believe you have something? Yeah. <laughs>
3: I think we're on a roll. I think God's on a roll. I think God wants to say something to us tonight. We're not just here uh, to waste time. We're here because we're hungry for God. And we're here because we want to hear God. And we're here because we want our lives to change. We, We want to see the presence of God. So this morning, I want to start from this morning because this morning... As I was even at the door and even as I was sitting on my chair the whole morning, God was talking to me about unforgiveness, about sin in our lives and how people are just coming into the house of God, carrying all their their sin and not repenting before they even come into the house of God. And I could pick up different things of people as they're walking in the house this morning. And even as the service was going on and the worship was going on, God had me praying, praying not just for myself, but praying for the congregation, praying for the people because people are walking in with all this unforgiveness and all this offence and all this hurt and all this anger. And God's saying, you want the glory of God to come into your, your house. You want the glory of God in your building, but, but you're stopping the presence of God because you're carrying all this unforgiveness, all this sin in your heart. And so I feel like God wants to deal with us still, We've done a lot of carpet crying. We've done a lot of repentance, but there's still more. We're still carrying stuff that God wants to move from us because God wants to show his presence in this place like never before. And even tonight, I'm just sitting here and I'm well wow, And I feel like God was saying, where's the hunger? Where's the hunger? Where's the people? Where's the hunger in the church? Not you guys, you're here. But God is saying, where are my people that where is the hunger gone where where is the hunger gone don't people have the hunger and thirst for God anymore like they used to have and even here tonight again God got me starting to pray for the people that they would get hungry for God again I remember when I was first born again I had such hunger for God and I couldn't stay out of the house and I'm praying even there God God help me to stay hungry God help me to stay on fire for you and then the prayer of David where David cried out God Create in me a clean heart, Lord God. Restore in me a right spirit, Lord God. Lord, cast me not away from your presence, Lord God. Lord, renew a right spirit within me, Lord God. And I feel like we've got to be so careful, God. The enemy is out to get us. The enemy is out to pull us away from God. The enemy is out to intimidate us, to help us walk around with unforgiveness in our hearts. But the Lord is is calling us back to our first love and calling us back to walk with him and to be on fire with him. And just one more thing. I I had a dream a few nights ago. and, And I was dreaming that I was underwater and I was going down deep and I couldn't get up and every breath that was inside of me had been stolen out of me. I had no more breath left in me. And I was sitting and I was just sinking down to the bottom and there was absolutely nothing I could do. I had no breath left in me. And I looked up and all I could see was this murky water. But above the murky water I could see this amazing light. And something inside of me called out, Holy Spirit, help me. Next minute I was catapulted out of the water and I was breathing and I was alive and then I woke up and I was sitting straight up in my bed and I thought, God, did I just have a near-death experience <laughs> or was this a prophetic dream? And the devil said to me, you nearly died. I flipped him off and I said, no, this was a prophetic dream. God was showing me that we need the Holy Spirit. And I just calling out Holy Spirit. Help me. The Holy Spirit came and helped me and thrust me forward with the dunamis power of God. So I feel like God is saying we need to call on the Holy Spirit in this hour because the enemy is out to do whatever he can to attack us. But we need the Holy Spirit and the scripture, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah!
0: That was great. Must be the uh, season for dreams. I've got one sent to me by Sylvia this morning. Um. <clears throat> so I'll just read. Uh, I'll just read what she shared with me. I feel God is saying that there will be unexpected ministry opportunities and some will seem to be out of season and even out of the norm of how we minister and of our gifting. He is doing a new thing after all. That as we step into them there will be distractions and disruptions and confusion coming against us. That the battle will not easily be won and we might feel like given up or that we have gotten it wrong. But God says persist keep going even in the midst of distraction and disruption let your voice be heard above the noise of battle stick to the script i have laid out how many of you feel like you are currently you are currently in the middle of an assignment from the lord particularly a prophetic assignment from the lord that he's called you to do something hallelujah so Uh, God is saying, don't give up. Do not surrender the mandate that God has given you no matter what comes against you. I got maybe three hours sleep last night in the midst of uh, a whole bunch of turmoil going on. And I was aware of something that God's kind of called me to do. And I was also aware uh, throughout the night that if I was to succumb to what the enemy was trying to put on me, I would be distracted and powerless to do what God's called me to do. And so the safest way I know to deal with that is a combination of what Anne-Marie just shared, Holy Spirit, help me, and getting on my face before God. And those two things put together are spiritual dynamite, especially if you're fasting. I'm fasting at the moment as well, even though I'm sucking on a load of I'm excused. <laughs> Sore throat. <laughs> God says, persist, keep going, even in the midst of distraction distraction and disruption, let your voice be heard above the noise of battle. Is the enemy's voice louder than yours? If it is, you've got it wrong. Your voice is louder than what anything the enemy has got to say. Then he said, Skip to, stick to the script I've laid out, do what I've called you to do. Don't stop, don't try to do it your way, do it my way. For what I have planned for you to accomplish will be fulfilled. Even if victory is hard to see, one it belongs to us. And the Lord's saying to us, You and me together, as you seize what I have called you to do and to speak. I also saw the distractions were coming gift wrapped, attractive so appealing, and I saw people rushing to grab them, the distractions. As they grabbed and fought over them, they ignored the real message. The distractions were working against both the ministry and the ones being ministered to. I sensed that they were grabbing the superfluous and ignoring the cross. They were like decorations and there was a tree to the side, but it was bare so that even though there might be fruit from the gifts, it would not be lasting fruit as it would if it came through the cross. The cross is the pivotal moment in our lives and must be the pivotal focus of our ongoing life in the Lord, that we know that the cross and what Jesus did actually gives us the authority and the impetus to walk in everything that God has called us to walk in, including humility. I feel this. This is Sylvia again. I feel this last part could be a word of knowledge too. That there are those trying to short circuit the process, grabbing the gifts, the blessings, etc., without going through the cross for them, making the gifts the end instead of bringing glory to Jesus as they would if they were being placed on that tree. Um. There's that. Uh, there's that song that. Um, I think Irene leads regularly that ends with the words, carry the cross as you wait for the crown. Is that right? Carry the, carry the cross as you wait for the crown. That means that we have to humble ourselves. That means we have to um, walk in obedience. That means that we have to be authentic in our Christian walk. And if we're, uh, the more authentic we are, the more the Holy Spirit can move through us. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to open it up at the front here, if anybody would like ministry tonight. I feel like that there are people uh, here tonight and uh, you're walking through some difficulty and the Holy Spirit wants to come alongside you and empower you to keep walking. Hallelujah. Where is young Sarah? Can I borrow you, Sarah? Do you want to just play something quietly on the keyboard for me? Is there anybody here tonight with a heart murmur or angina? Anybody suffering from that condition? I just heard that one um, last night. Anybody suffering from a heart murmur or angina? Okay. So I'm gonna open it up at the front here. Oh, who? Marianne, you got a heart murmur? Okay. Can you come out again? Wow, you're getting a bonus tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Lord. you Lord thank you Lord I just command the pain to cease any irregular irregularity in the rhythm of your heart it's stopping now And I hear your heart beating steadily. I thank you, Father God, that you are reversing any condition that Marianne covers, that carries, sorry, and that you are making her heart whole. I thank you, Father God, that this is something um, in the spirit realm as well as in the natural, that there is a wholeness coming to your heart. There's a scripture that talks about, uh, that says, Unite my heart to fear your name, Lord. And there is a beautiful wisdom in that scripture that when we allow the distractions to fall away and we look with single purpose to the Lord, that we begin to walk in wisdom because the wisdom is the wisdom of God and it's associated with the fear of the Lord. And I know, Marianne, that you are a person who walks in the fear of the Lord. I thank you, Father God, that there is a supernatural wisdom that's coming up on Marianne tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If anybody would like prayer tonight for anything, please come out now. Our ministry team's here to uh, minister to you. And... uh,